Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putney are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. Breaking news. Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From the beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using code UNFILTERED20 for 20% off and free shipping. It's time to tame your mane. No one likes a weird beard. Say say goodbye to all your stubble trouble with Manscaped's Pro Beard Kit. It all starts with the Beard Hedger. This thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces. First off, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths, all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. That's right, face grooming doesn't need to be hard. Get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard. Plus, it's waterproof, so you can shave in the shower to avoid all that hair in the sink. The titanium-coated T-blade is tough on hair, but smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency. That brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. The Pro Kit doesn't end there, though. They have created four dermatologically tested formulations for your post-trim care. First, there is the Beard Shampoo and Conditioner. You need to remember all your hair is different. Your beard hair is more coarse and easier to damage than the hair on your head. That's why the kit has made shampoo and conditioner specially designed to moisturize, reduce ingrown hairs, replace natural oils, and promote beard health. Next, the kit has Manscaped's Beard Oil, an essential piece for your main facial accessory. No one wants a guy whose beard is brittle and dry. The oil relieves dryness both on the beard and the skin beneath, while adding a little shimmer and shine, making your look extra fine. Tap off the kit with the Beard Bomb, a uh, pomade that shapes, styles, moisturizes, and tames for a sculpted look to attract any fellows or dames. The Pro Beard Kit also comes with three free gifts, a beard brush, comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code UNFILTERED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code UNFILTERED20. Manscaped Beer Hedger. One stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. And welcome to Habs Unfiltered, episode 323. I'm your host, Blaine Pudve, and I'm joined now by... A very special guest, my co-host, Trey Wilson. Hi, everybody. Sorry, I'm no Matthew, but uh, I'm not wearing pants, so. <laughs> As always. And because you didn't wear pants, you weren't allowed to be anywhere near someone who's underage like Matt. So Matt couldn't be on the show. <laughs> yeah, Matt's only like 12, so. Exactly. He just, that's, he's just so damn young. The military aged him. He just looks older. Yeah, I'm only 21. 
well, you, you, you were on the, you were on the, you were on the lookout on the mids for a while. So you got the, uh, you age very quickly doing that. Coffee and cigarettes. <laughs> it's the only thing that keeps you alive at sea. That and hate. <laughs> and hate for everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Literally, look at the kittens. I hate kittens. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, Cute babies, puppies, and kittens. God damn them all. Uh, can we leave this port now? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, all right. So for, for Matt, unfortunately, he couldn't make it. He's working. Uh, I think that's just some something he makes up. I don't know. Like, can't see the Air Force working that much. I think he has a girl. Girls, yeah. Plural. Yeah. Doesn't want all. He's he too much man them, for one woman. Yeah, he doesn't want them to all see him in the same play, space because, you know, they don't know about each other. So he's afraid if they all watch at the same time, they might go, hey, somehow connect. Smart man, Matt. Smart man. <laughs> Disappoint your women one at a time like any That's real right. man would. That's, That's right. right. So we do. Pretty much. She she doesn't even let me disappoint her anymore, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> You've let her down so much that she's just, just indifferent. No, I'm good. No, I'm good. Yeah. All right. I already know. I already know. Yeah, I'm disappointed. Yeah. yeah, sure. All right. Thanks. Yeah, Christine and uh, Tina, I think, have been talking. Yeah, well, it makes sense. <laughs> I get it. It does. I get it. So you're just coming in off of your whirlwind tour uh as the star <laughs> guest on tony marinero's sick podcast well Stu cowan was there the week before last friday i'm here this friday you know uh who knows maybe, their game. maybe i'll get a weekly thing like eric engels i don't know we'll see we'll see who knows they, they did tweet me and say that was a good show now i don't know if they were just being nice or uh or what so well I know they never tweeted me to say my show was good. Didn't you like, didn't your internet crash or something when you were going to be on the show? Or, yeah. Yeah. And they were just like, screw so that guy. <laughs> still, still recorded it. But <laughs> no, I'm feeling, I'm feeling left out and dejected and hurt. That was my mm. second appearance on the show. I thought it was your fourth. No, it's just my second. Huh. It was on one with Tony. And I was on one with, uh, with uh, Matt. A Matt, yeah. The Hebrew Hammer. I love that. I love that. I wanted. He has a he has a sweater that says Hebrew Hammer, and I'm not Jewish, but I want that sweater. I think I just think it sounds awesome. <laughs> Makes me think of the guy in uh, Inglorious Bastards with the baseball bat. Ooh. Bear Jew. Yeah, the Bear Jew. That's that. I want to make it clear that that's the name in the movie. That's the name of the guy no. in the movie that was beating Nazis with a bat. That's what they called him because he was big and hairy. And I am jealous of him because he yeah. got to hit Nazis in the head with bats. Anyway, Matt, if you're listening, you're watching the show, I want to know where you get your sweater. <laughs> and if I'm allowed to wear it. I don't even, maybe it's only, maybe, maybe it's only for Hebrew people. I don't know. 
but I, I love that. I love that sweater. Anyway, <laughs> it looked neat. It did. It did. Yeah. It did. So. Yeah. Well, anyway, for this episode, we will be going matless. So no, uh, no wings beneath our, no wind beneath our wings with, without our mat. So. So the silence. rating, the ratings will be down. <laughs> Especially on OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> but for this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the trade deadline that's coming up. We're going to have a pretty busy week. We're going to have to probably put out a few more shows. I know, heartbreaking. Getting to do all this and watch hockey. Woo! But yeah, it's going to be a busy week. There's a trade deadline coming up. Apparently, Hughes is going to be very quiet and do nothing. But that was he was supposed to do nothing last year, too. Just saying. Well, one person fell off the board that everyone thought they have for in on. Uh, yeah, and we'll get to him in a minute. So for this one, we'll talk a little bit about the injuries. We'll talk about the trade deadline. And goof off a little bit more. I mean, we've just done, whew, what was it? A good seven minutes of absolutely nothing. So let's, let's give people what they want. Uh, pictures of Matt. Here we go. <laughs> kidding. Kidding. Why don't we just dive right into that, uh, that trade today then? All right. Let's uh, dry sidle this. Not dry sidle, Stutzel. Sorry. That's Stutzel. Wrong German. <laughs> That's that's not one German we want to hit with a bat. No, no, no. We'll just okay. So we'll stutzel our way into this, and uh, we're still getting canceled. The, oh my god! <laughs> so many times, and it wasn't even me. <laughs> Sorry, if they're going to cancel me for they're going to cancel me for wanting to beat up Nazis. Then, oh well. Anywho, the craft saw uh. trade. The rumors uh, were flying around that the Canadians were in on him. And that might have been true. However, he ends up going to Vancouver for a seventh round pick and a player that maybe 12 people have heard of. A minor <laughs> I, league forward. I'll be honest. I never heard of him. <laughs> he, he's, I think he's in his first or second season in Abbotsford. Uh, I mean, he had he has decent numbers, but he's a minor league forward. Well, Kratzov was a money. I think it's just a cash dump anyway. So I don't think uh, the Rangers really. Well, it's not like he's making much money this year. But I find it odd that uh, they got a seventh in this guy because the asking price was a third, which I thought was pretty reasonable, especially for a former first round pick. Um, but it really, they took something I'm going to say was lower. Maybe Vancouver people know more about this prospect than I do, but. Uh, I thought they really got, I didn't think they really got anything back for him. Like, to be honest. Looking at their lineup in, in Hartford with the Wolf Pack, which is the AHL affiliate for the Rangers, they needed a little bit of help. So it makes more sense, I guess, to dump a guy that they were just going to dump anyway, as long as they got something back that they could use in the minor leagues. There's no guarantee that this, uh, this Lockwood guy was going to make the NHL at any given point, but he could fill a role in the AHL and help their team go to a playoff spot. 
now I know the hockey writers, uh, and my mind leg day, my mind's going, uh, our hockey writers, Vancouver guy, Matt, uh, what's his last name? Uh, Blaine. Matt no, Sater. I want to see what you do. Matt Sater. There we go. <laughs> um, anyway, he was saying that he he thinks it's an upgrade. He liked Lockwood's uh he liked his uh style, he liked what he could bring. Uh, but he from what I can remember from what he tweeted was he was more of a third line guy, no higher than a third line guy, where Kratsov has the potential to be a top six guy. So I guess it's I would say it's an upgrade. I, I would agree it's an upgrade. I mean, if you take a guy everyone's heard of for a guy no one's heard of, there's a reason for that. So, uh, um, yeah. So the Vancouver people seem happy about it. Uh, I, I, again, I think you're right. I don't think the Rangers really cared one way or another. They're gonna they're gonna help their the heart the Wolf Pack uh, in the in the AHL, and uh, you know, seventh round picks a seventh round pick. It's it's hit or miss. You either get Joshua Wah or some other guy. Michael Ryder. Was Michael Ryder seventh round pick? No, he was a ninth round pick. Oh, that's when they used to have like 30 rounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Halak was a ninth rounder. Yeah. Uh, the good old days. Jake Evans was a seventh rounder. Mm-hmm. Harvey Pinard's a seventh rounder. Mm-hmm. So they're, the fact that you can name all these seventh rounders off the top of your head proves that there's not that many, and they're very memorable because they're seventh rounders. Caden Primo. He hasn't made it yet. Yeah, but he's the seventh rounder we can name. Here. He did play a game or two in the NHL. And I want to know if the LA Kings are going to trade their seventh rounder for the next year's seventh rounder to the Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> <laughs> and Blaine, you know exactly where I'm, you know exactly where I'm going with this. Only to get that seventh round back the next year. Yes, it, it was a never-ending cycle of seventh rounders, <laughs> and that's because Mark Bergeron is in LA. <laughs> that's right, and that's what he did for what four or five years in a row. I think it was four. He would trade this year's seventh rounder. For uh for for a sixth or fifth rounder, only to trade back for the last year's seventh rounder, then make his pick. Or even better, trade this year's seventh rounder for next year's seventh rounder, and he did that a couple times. Yeah, never was always, never using the pick. It was always yeah. a seventh round that he would just. Uh, I mean, that's how we got Primo and Evans. I think trading flip flopping with uh yeah. with uh a Philadelphia. It was just weird. I don't know. I don't know why he did that. It was kind of a weird thing. Yeah, the it, strange little quirks and ticks. I I just ended up no I just ended up noticing it one day. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> why what the hell is this? <laughs> the hell is this? Anyway, uh, on to my brain's so, mush. Just so everyone knows, I did a really long, intense leg day today because Blaine says I never do leg day. So I thought, fuck you, Blaine. I'm gonna go and do a really good leg day. And, uh, yeah, uh, my mind is just not in it. <laughs> I don't know where I'm at today. <laughs> Every day is leg day for me. Wow. Just getting up in the morning. Yeah. You're, you're a chief. You gotta does, right. wait. Don't people carry you on a throne? Yes. Yeah. 
but first I have to, I have to carry the weight of the world on my shoulders for at least an hour in the morning. Correct. So there's my leg day. Yeah, Yeah. there you go. I get it. I get it. I get it. And then I, being a nice guy, I climb up onto the throne so that they don't have to pick me up. Oh, wow. You're. Thank you. It's just Uh, out of the goodness of my heart, really. All right, back to hockey. Let's go. Back to hockey. The Canadians, uh, there's some rumors going around now. With a, we're about a week out. Um, let's just, I'll bring up the one that I don't think has any real legs because eh, leg day. And that's the Mike Matheson trade by the deadline. So on BPM Spall, George LaRock stated that Mike Matheson will be traded by the March 3rd deadline, to which I think, no. But he did make a couple of decent points as to why he would be worth something at the deadline. He makes under $5 million until 2026. Uh, so he's got several more years left. He's only 28, which means you're in his prime now. He's a, a solid puck-moving defenseman who can give you 20 to 22 minutes a night reliably. And that's something a contending team would love to have. But that's also something the Canadians really need. Another point he brought up, and I think he brought this up on Tony's show when he talked about it on the show. And according to what I'm told, Tony lost his mind. Uh, um. Tony? Also, no. when the Canadians are ready to contend, he's going to be 32, 33. Um, you know, and you have Jacki, you have Harris, you have Struble, you have Hudson, you have Edmondson for now uh, until next year, maybe, or a couple days, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be next year. Um, uh, you have, who am I missing? Gooley. Um, so you have six to seven left-handed defenseman that you got to find room for. And there's only three spots with the fourth one being an extra skater. Um, so something got to give on the left side of the, now we all know Harris can play on the right side because he, he's done that a lot. So yes, he can be moved over because let's admit all we have for right-handed defensemen are Baron and Savard. That's it. Uh, Kovacevic, but he's right. Baron and Savard. <laughs> yes. And Lyman stick is yes. right-handed. Yeah, it's it, Kovacevic is right-handed too, but he plays on the left side. Um, so That's left. That's right. So he does make a point, like he's saying, you're going to want those guys there when you're contending, not not Matheson. But I just Brian Wild brings up a good point too. Like you're not 28 year old guy in his prime that can move the puck the way he can and upgrade to what Petrie was and younger. Uh, you're not moving that guy. Uh, and 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 Brian's Brian's absolutely correct. Um, not now, now anyway. anyway. Yeah, not now. I mean, and, and LaRock is like saying his, Hey, you're going to get a boatload of, and if I'm being honest, if someone runs at Hughes and says, I'm giving you all this for Matheson, he probably won't say no, if it matches everything he wants. Um, but it's going to be a steep price that it's going to be a massive overpay. Just like Anderson, Anderson would be a massive overpay, overpay if he traded him right. So, 
I see when I first heard it, I thought LaRock was in one too many fights. And then the more I thought about it, and I, I, I said this last night, the more I thought about it, the more, you know what? Kind of makes sense. There, there, it's plausible. There's a plausibility there. Sure. I but, mean, it, there, there's no doubt that he would be an attractive piece if he's on the trade market. I don't think he's he's been shopped around. Not that he won't be traded, but it's the deadline. He's got almost five million bucks. Hughes is not going to want to eat any of that cap or take on any cap. So I can't see a contending team give up a heavy price for that. I don't see a contending team giving up a heavy price for that much money for that long at a trade deadline. Off-season, maybe. Off-season trade, yeah. maybe, if that's yeah. what you want to do. But I don't see them doing that at the deadline just to push for this year's playoffs. Because now you got the guy for, what, five years afterwards? And, you know, you have to make sure you got five million bucks in the bank to make sure you stay, you know, or you're trying to get rid of him later. And Montreal needs a player like, and they need veterans. They need veterans to help the uh, young guys because Edmonton and Savard are both gone within the next two years, two seasons, probably both next season. Um, so... Yeah, there's your veterans right there. <laughs> like the yeah, guy. exactly. You got uh, you got Matheson playing with Baron, uh, mentoring him. Baron's starting to come into his own. The two of them are playing excellent hockey together. Yeah. Why mess that up? I mean, I I realize that there's a team in LA that could really use a left-handed defenseman for a long term, someone that fits with their win now mode. And that is Matheson. He would fit that. But I can't see a big trade happening at the deadline. Like you said, maybe this summer, but not right now. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's going to go this summer either. I think if anyone moves, no. it's going to be Joel Edmondson. I can see Joel Edmondson being an offseason move. Um, and again, LA would be a good fit for Joel Edmondson. I think they were rumored this year of him being going there. But uh, yeah, Matheson... I see, I see where LaRock is going with this. I'm not going to sit there and, yep. and 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 say he's completely out of his mind. Because At first I did. But the more I thought about it, I said, no, I, I see where he's going with this. I really do. And uh, There's logic to it. There There is logic to it. And uh, But I just, I just... If I thought Gooley and maybe Harris were that much farther along, then there'd be more logic to it. Because I could say, you know what? Gooley or Harris could just replace but they don't have anyone to replace that. They literally been looking for this defenseman for since Subban left. Yeah. You know, and now that they have him, and like uh, Brian Wild make a good, another good point today on Twitter. Uh, defensemen are good to the 35, 36. So he's only going to be what we'll say two, we'll say three years, say three years, Montreal's in serious. Let's get through the playoffs mode. Um, He's only going to be 31. And he's making under 5 million bucks. So that's a team friendly deal. Yeah. So yeah, I'd keep him. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing. You got a guy who can by the, by the time his contract is up, someone who is still playing 20 minutes a night for 4.8 million bucks. That, that there's value to that. So I can see them. I can see why other GMs would want him mm -hmm. and would offer 
you know, maybe a first and a, a top prospect, perhaps, in some kind of package deal, maybe. That would be the only way I'd even contemplate moving him. Like I say, but, it's like, if I'm Hughes, you would have to overpay and knock me right out of my chair with a deal. Like, massive exactly. overpay. You know, like, Connor McDavid coming the other way, overpay. No, I don't know if I go that bad. <laughs> Connor McDavid at half pay. Connor McDavid and a first round pick. Fifty <laughs> percent. Maybe if Peter Torelli was on the Edmonton Oilers, that would happen, but I don't think so. I don't see I don't see Holland doing that. But I'm just Where saying Peter be, nowadays when you need him. Yeah, it would have to be a massive overpay for him to get them now. So I mean, I think we're all in agreement that this is if if we're gonna put a percentage to this happening, it's less than one percent. If LaRock, if this happens, I will believe everything LaRock says. Every rumor he throws out there, I will 100% believe from now on. I will I will Kevin Weeks him. I will just assume he's Kevin Weeks in disguise and believe everything he says. If this actually happens, George, if you're listening, the next time you're here in town and we're playing hockey with your brother, I'm going to pay for your food for the entire day. Does he eat a lot? He eats a lot. And it's vegan, so it's going to be more expensive. Exactly. It's a 280-pound vegan. Holy crap. Have you seen the cost of vegetables? My God. Man, we'll lose a whole firm. <laughs> yeah. And by, right. firm, and by farm, I mean like fields of vegetables, not... Yeah. It, that, yeah. Actual okay. farm. Like <laughs> actual, real farm. Yeah. Now, from here, uh, there's another little piece that came out on TV on TVA, and that is that uh, Renaud Lavoie feels that he's agreeing with Darren Dreger and the lot saying that it's going to be quiet, but he is still going to be making a few moves. And when he does make these moves, it's to bolster Laval, not Montreal. So he thinks they're going to bolster Laval. That makes sense. All their yeah. players are in Montreal. Exactly. So yeah. and the way he the way he framed it, he mentioned minor league deals and waiver pickups. So he would be able to fill in the NHL roster with these waiver pickups and move guys like Yalonin and all that back down into the uh, AHL, so they can take the Rocket into the playoffs. That makes sense. I, I can see that happening. So do I. I, I, really I don't do. s- I don't think Hughes is gonna be like ever like yes, I think he's gonna be silent in the fact that we're not gonna get what we hope to get, but I don't think he's gonna sit on his hands either. Um I've been mulling over something you said about Monahan, and I, I, I've seen some traction on it on social media too about a conditional pick. So now I mistakenly tweeted out that you could use his LTIR, but that was dumb. And it, I was totally wrong with it. So, uh, cause I, I thought you could just get a guy, put him on LTIR and then his money would count, but he actually has to fit into the cap before going on LTIR and his money count as cap relief. So, which makes more sense. Um, so I made, I, I tweeted that out. It was a mistake. So anyone liking that tweet, I'm totally, it's totally wrong. Um, 
So you were saying though, all right, so maybe he's not ready to go at the trade deadline, but could he be ready to go for the playoffs? A Kucherov-esque type thing. Uh, so why don't you trade him and make a conditional a conditional trade? So since you trade him for whatever, you take a bad contract maybe back, you know what I mean? So he can fit into whatever team he's going uh, a cap. And the conditional pick is, say, a second round if he doesn't play in the playoffs or a third round. And if he plays in the playoffs, the first round or second. You know what I mean? Whatever, whatever works. And then you kind of get something out of that. So uh, and I, I think that's a pretty good idea. I think that's a pretty fair, you know, if you're going to move Monaghan. Now, I know you just wrote a thing, but retaining him could be could be better. Um, I just don't know if Monaghan's going to take – I don't think – I just don't know if he's going to take a lesser payment to uh, stay in Montreal, but uh, – Who knows? If he misses the entire year injured, maybe he takes a one-year deal so that he can, you know, a show-me deal, prove himself. And then Hughes can make a deal to get what he's looking for. But I don't know. I still believe that the conditional pick trade is probably the best way to go. If he doesn't play any games, you get a seventh. If he plays any games... You know, you get a second round pick if he plays a certain number and the team makes it to a certain point, then a first. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something yeah. along those lines. It, it can't listen. If you, that Calgary pick that Montreal has for what, 2024 or whatever the hell it is, the first round pick, if yeah. that can be as convoluted as that is, then you can do something here. You're absolutely right. If he doesn't play any games or whatever, doesn't play in any playoff games, he gets a fourth round pick. He's a fourth round. You get a fourth round pick. If he, Plays only the playoffs, you get a second round pick. If he does come back, plays plays well in the playoffs, or you make it to the third round, you get a first round pick or something. Something. There's so many things you can do. Something. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, all right. So something just popped up as we're as we're talking. Uh-oh. Uh oh. The Winnipeg Jets just picked up Nino Niederreiter for a 2024 second round pick. So the Preds get a 2024 second round pick. The Jets get Nito Niederreiter. Okay. So uh, the Jets are are going for it. They're they're picking up someone who can score them some point uh, some goals, play a little bit of a heavier game. That's essentially the style that Winnipeg plays. I mean, the guy's got 18 goals on the season already. Yep. He's producing. It's only a four million cap hit. It's only one more year, so he's only next year. They can flip him at the deadline if they don't. Uh, if they're if they're sellers, if not, they got a fairly good secondary score. Yeah, yeah. This, we're talking about a guy who can play on a second line. Um, he is under contract one more year. I think that's a big, big deal mm-hmm. for Winnipeg because Shell Dayoff doesn't like to make deals unless there's term involved or team control. So. The hopes and dreams of some Habs fans that Josh Anderson gets traded to Winnipeg, I think, are dashed at the moment. <laughs> uh, the whole Pierre Luc Dubois thing is. Uh... Well, he's going to be a Hab, but it's not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. I have a little article I'm kind of brewing on about Pierre Luc Dubois. Um, 
the pros and cons of getting them early and w- or waiting. And really, there's more pros to just waiting till he's a UFA than there is anything. Like, let's like why give up assets when you know you can probably sign him to a not so bad sort of team friendly deal if he really wants to be a Montreal. And when I say sort of team friendly, he's still going to get seven, eight million dollars. But and that, that brings up another point. The, the the man's never scored over 60 points or wait he's never let me look him up before i say something he's, stupid he had 61 <laughs> points a couple years back correct but i think he's only done it once is what, what i'm saying uh now mind you he's pretty much a point per game guy so far this year um i'm not slandering him or saying he's not worth the pick but yeah he had 61 points in his second year but other than that and he had 60 points last year in 81 games. So is he really a nine, ten million dollar guy like people are saying? No. I... And if he wants to play in Montreal, Montreal goes, Hey, you want to be here. We would love to have you here, but we can only afford this. So how bad do you want to be here? Right? And don't get me wrong, I think Dubois would be a great add to the team. Uh, it, 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 you know, you win by, by winning the middle and he would help you win the middle. Uh, and if Kirby doc turns out to be the center, we want maybe one of them moves to the wing. Um, you know what I mean? I have no issue with that. Maybe Nick Suzuki moves Mm -hmm. to the wing, who knows, whatever you want to, however you want to spin this. Um, or you have doc Dubois and Suzuki as your one, two, three centers. And then Dvorak is, uh, expendable don't don't forget that uh, pld was drafted as a left winger Mm -hmm. so whoever the canadians pick in the first round this year if it's a center that gets thrown into the mix pld by the time he shows up in montreal if he does get signed as a free agent uh in a couple of years great i'm expecting him to show up in montreal around the age of 34 Aladette Daniel Briere and then finish his career in Montreal. That's kind of that's the way things have been going. I'm not getting my hopes up. <laughs> and he'll score 14 points in 62 games. Yeah. <laughs> uh then when he when he retires, there'll be a parade and everyone's happy. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, we play for the Habs. Yay. Uh I, I think there's too much smoke of him coming to Montreal. Yeah. Like when he becomes a UFA for it not to happen. Um, the way he, that guys like Friedman and uh, LeBron and all the other insiders are nonchalantly just saying, eh, he's going to be a Montreal Canadian. The man showed up at the draft last year thinking he was going to become a Montreal Canadian. Yeah. And I'm for him to do that. I'm believing there might've been something on the table around the draft like I, I just don't see him and his agent just showing up all oh just in case right like there i think there there had to have been something you know shovel day off said hey there might be a chance that and then maybe it didn't fall through or or whatever yeah whatever now i and, i know the excuse was he he was in the area he was in the city and he wanted to take in the show but come on how many active NHL players 
show up to the draft yeah. just to take in the show. I, I and th- that aren't involved in the draft whatsoever. Like you know, the captains are going bring... to the captains yeah. are going to be there, but he's like, you know, he's just like, oh, oh Montreal, oh the draft. I think I'll pick up myself a ticket and do 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 do. a nudge at at that. I mean, come on. Yeah. So I, I think there was maybe some talks, maybe some talks that got. And everyone, we are not insiders. We're missing three R's. Once we get those three R's, you can trust everything we say. Um, That's true. But I'm just speculating. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me for him to be there if there was some, wasn't was something brewing between the Habs and the Jets that came close. And I mean, then, just common sense yeah. lets you know this. And then Hughes just went, you know what? I think I'll get Doc. <laughs> I think I'll wait till he's a UFA and get Doc. <laughs> It could just be because the uh, the asking price was just beyond whatever he wanted to pay. I'm going to speculate and say I think it was Caulfield. And Hughes was just like, nope, we'll do a deal if he's not involved. That That's that's what I think, but who knows. Or, maybe or Suzuki, either one's a non-starter. Yeah, so, because I mean, if they're getting rid of that good of a center, they're going to want some type of center back. So Suzuki does make sense. Uh, and again, people, we're just, we don't know for sure. We're just, we're just bored. making shit up as we go. But we were there. So maybe we do know some stuff. <laughs> maybe we did have passes <laughs> that just got us in. Had didn't our, get us in. Didn't get had us our anywhere names else. On them and everything. Yeah, didn't get us anywhere else. Just got us in. <laughs> but they had our names on it. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> And we go like this, and they're like, "No, you can't come in here." And we walk away. And <laughs> I wanted that free dinner from TSN. <laughs> I'm telling you now, and listen up, hockey writers. If we get to go and cover the draft, I am still going to the TSN lunch uh, lunch thing and having having a meal, doing it, doing it. Because the food they gave us at the World Juniors was incredible. And Gord Miller is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. I just want to throw that out there. Great guy. What are you guys doing here? We're hungry? All right. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, back to the regular scheduled program. So Nita Riders now with the Jets. The Jets are going to go for it. Finally, a Western Conference team picks something up to make a move. Uh, but Patrick Kane is still out there. There's still talk that perhaps the Canadians are going to play third-party broker in this Chicago-New York Rangers deal. Um, I think it's I, still possible, but... I don't, I don't... Kane's not out there. He's going to the Rangers. It's just a matter of them working out all the details at this moment. That's from literally every actual insider, uh, Elliot Friedman, LeBron, everyone's saying that. Um, Whether or not the Canadians are the broker, that's that's iffy. I don't think they are. I really don't. I'm not sure it's possible, but um, now that Kratzov's gone to Vancouver, what does the Rangers have that Montreal... You know, once say, hey, we'll do this for you, but we want this. So, draft picks. So, would it be a first? 
No, God, don't. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, really? Why? If you're eating some cap and it's just for this season, if they offer you a second or a third, you jump on that. Sure. I would second. I would not know if I'd go for a third. I would. If you're if you're taking twenty five percent, if you're taking twenty five percent, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, we'll see. But uh, Kane's going to be interesting. I I don't think Montreal's involved. I'll just say that right out now. I don't think they are at all. Um, But I I, should get involved. They should, should. and and I'm sure they have had talks. I mean, now whether the Kratsov, Gorton loved Kratsov so much that he did want him in Montreal. I don't know. No one's really, no one of any high regard really came out and said that. It was just Gorton drafted him. Gorton really likes him. Gorton will want him in Montreal. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? I mean, well, we know now. No. I mean, this is the third first rounder that they picked that's either been traded or hasn't done anything. Talking to you, Lafreniere. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, Liam Anderson uh, Liam was traded Anderson. to the Kings. Now the, now the Kratsov's gone. Uh, yeah. Lafreniere's not really the number one. Well, I mean, in that draft, again, I'm going to say this. You can't sit there and look at a draft and go, don't pick Lafreniere, pick this guy because he's going to be better in two years because you don't know. At the draft, Lafreniere was the best. He was the BPA. He was, and maybe he'll, maybe he's a slow uh, developer. Maybe next year, the year after he, he breaks out. Uh, it's not like he's terrible. Like he's not caught in Yemi. He's only going to score like 20 points every year, but he's not much better. <laughs> so. But in this brokering of a deal, I think the Canadians should get involved. And it's not just so they can get a pick for taking on a couple million bucks on, on paper. I think it's also so that they can screw the Bruins because the Bruins are really the, the one that are gearing up for a Stanley cup run. The Rangers, they're scary as hell. You add Patrick Kane to that. That's a team that could beat the Bruins. So you help them. You help the Rangers beat the Bruins. If they can, uh, they can beat the Bruins if their goaltending and defense can come around and start actually stopping pucks, but they're having issues. Well, they've got a the goaltender who can do it. They've got the goaltender who can do they, it. They've got defense can, who can do it. But he's just not right now. So I don't know if it's a slump no. or what it, what he's on. But Ranger fans not, aren't happy. <laughs> they well, yeah. He's not. He's not at the Markstrom level of failures no, for no. the season here. No, he's not. Mark's he's in a, so bad. Like a two weeks. So bad that Vlader's played back to back games, like literally back to back. Uh, yeah all right so we'll finish we got a couple more things we'll talk a little bit about the waiver wire pickup for the canadians now we talk uh, the uh the thing that uh i don't know if i was talking about that we talked about earlier making minor moves to help the nhl team and keep players down in the minors that waiver wire pick, uh, pickup of tierney from the uh, the Florida Panthers, that fits. Because if they didn't pick him up on waivers, they would have had to call up another player that would have depleted Laval further. Instead, they get an NHL-capable center who can fill a fourth-line role, 
And the guy scored a goal in his first game as a Montreal Canadian. I was hoping it would be an empty net, but it wasn't. Um, and kind of was. <laughs> it kind of was, but I was hoping it was an actual empty net just because, you know, if, if people don't know why, then uh, go look up the number 67. Uh, <laughs> um I thought Terry is a good a good pickup. Like a lot of people speculated, oh, this means Doc and Monaghan are gone for a long time. But you hit the nail on the head right there. And Rene Lavoie, uh, he's pretty much right. This keeps them from having to bring like Laval is literally there's 13 Montreal Canadians off the roster. Um, price you can take Price off, so there's 12 because Price doesn't really count. But uh, that means there's 12 guys or 10 guys from Laval that are technically in Montreal or could 10 guys that could be in Laval that are technically in Montreal. So, I mean, you pretty much have their whole first line, Belzeal, Harvey Pennard, and Yelonen. Um, or as the commentator was saying last night, Yelonen. So, um, <laughs> so that's pretty much their top line right there. Uh, Anthony Richard, then you got Baron. Then you got Baron. Called up now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I think Anthony Richard would have been called back up if uh, if they didn't get tyranny, and yeah. then you basically yeah. have all your top scores not on Lavelle. You have Baron, who is their top scoring defenseman, not on Lavelle. Um, you know, all we need now is Allen to go down, and now you got Caden Primu who was up for a while when Allen was hurt. Um, so, yeah. So it, it makes a lot of sense that he's going to try to strengthen uh, Laval up. And then and then when it comes to Chris Tierney, even when Doc comes back, it's just an easy, easy move to put Belzeal back down. He'll, he'll pass through waivers. So you just put him back down and, you know, you start going from there. Once people come back, it looks like Caden Gooley is going to be back early. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um Maybe Weidman goes on waivers or something, but because uh, I don't see anyone else moving to let Gooley in, or at least going to Laval. I don't see Barron going back down. I'm just saying. He has eight points this last 13 games. He's playing strong hockey. Keep his confidence up. Keep him up there. Um, I, I just don't see him going back down, like even when Gooley comes maybe back. They, maybe they put uh, Edmondson on long-term. Possible. Yeah, possible. Instead of day to day for the last what month and a half, yeah, yeah, that's totally legit. Like trade related reasons, yeah, totally legit. That's something I I think the NHL got to look at this whole. I'm not playing this guy for trade related reason. Like, uh, who is it now that's been out for what oh, over uh-uh. almost two weeks now? Um, the Columbus defender uh, starts uh, with G's off the top Greg, of my head. I can't remember. Greg Agov or Greg Gord, Greg Gagugov or anyway. Yeah, something along those lines. I'm sure our listeners know. Gulagov. Got. Oh, damn it. I got to look it up now. It, it's bugging me. I need to know. I need to know. But uh, yeah, he's Gavrikov. been like. Gavrikov. There we go. Him and uh, Chitron both Chit, yes. set aside for trade-related reasons and not just for a day or two, for like two to three weeks at this point, This is it, which I believe is absolute and utter bullshit. 
you're just sitting a guy out now for weeks on end because you want to protect him for a trade. So now you're taking players off off your roster to help your 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 tank happen a little bit better. And fans are getting screwed out of seeing these players. Chitrin is the best player in in Arizona by far. How are they going to sell All out? All 20 Mullet people Arena? that show up to those games are going to be very upset. How are they going to sell out Mullet Arena with Chitrin? Even when he was there, they weren't selling it out. And it's only 5,000 people. Uh, it's like 3,500. Whatever. <laughs> they, they're still not selling it out. But it's please vote. Joe Dirt Rink. Please vote. Please vote. So Trent Bay can get a, a, a entertainment district in an arena. Oh my god. The begging. Begging. Did they put did they put some knee pads on uh, Batman before he made that uh I don't that know. promo? That was very cringe. <laughs> oh. You, you know where there's a 20,000 seat arena? Quebec. Quebec. Now, maybe Montreal has something to do with Quebec not having a team. I wouldn't doubt that. Even though they say they don't know, we would love a team. Would you? And if, if you're looking to keep a team in the West, Houston's right there with they're ready to go. Yep. The Houston Arrows are ready. I, I was just going to say, bring the Arrows back, baby. But, but I mean, we're talking about two weeks at a time, trade related reasons. I, at what point do we say bullshit play these guys? Cause they're not hurt. You're just, you're purposely tanking, which we already knew they were doing. Now they're yeah. just doing it more. It's disgusting. I, I think the way Montreal's doing is perfect. We're just going to say our guys are injured, injured, <laughs> and they can't play. Day to day with a back injury, <laughs> lower body. <laughs> I actually think that those are legit injuries. That, Shine, Shane Monahan in a full contact jersey one day. Ooh, lower body injury still there. Can't uh, come on. It's all a Hughes is a genius. No, I'm kidding. Scam. I, I think they're all legit hurt. But what if all of a sudden Edmondson gone? Two days before the draft, Evanson and Monaghan out there playing. Look at that. <laughs> okay. I'm anyway, in. I can't. I no, can't. But, um, but. but on to the medical side of it now. The uh, the the update that was given wasn't much of an update. It's still day to day for guys that have been day to day for several weeks. Uh, they they mentioned pretty much everybody. Except for Monahan, not a word. They didn't even mention his name, so nobody knows what the hell's going on with him. Then they say, "Oh, you're you're going to learn more about Monahan next week," which is basically in two days. But they said that four weeks ago, and still there's no update. And what they said about Doc, I want to get into that here. That was confusing as shit. And well, I'm apparently. He had a virus or something. Uh, well, I'll quote what they said. Doc won't join the team on the road in Philadelphia. Doc was earlier diagnosed with a non-COVID-related illness that sidelined him since February 16th. Through the course of further medical evaluation and testing, 
it was determined that the illness-like symptoms were related to a lower body injury, end quote. Sounds like to me, now, they were just down south with a bunch of guys. Could be hepatitis. Could be a staph infection. Could be, I think someone mentioned on Twitter that uh, he had the same symptoms when he ended up having testicular cancer. Um, it is lower body. It's, it's lower body. So, but first I'm going to make a little statement here about why they say lower body and upper body. First of all, it's illegal to divulge any medical information to anyone without the patient's permission. So we do not know if the players want their specific injuries to be to be put out there um second of all if you think that player is going to come back look at what happened to dry side on the playoffs when everyone knew he had a bad right ankle everyone was targeting that bad right ankle and third of all i don't see why everyone's so obsessed with knowing everything about a person's injury guy is hurt guy's not playing Guy was supposed to be back, but he's still hurt, so he's still not playing. That's 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 all you need to know. I mean, that's my opinion on it. Like, I, I don't see why everyone is so. Oh, I need to know everything. I need to know why is Monahan. Oh, it's a, it's a tip. It's a who cares what it is. He's not playing. He's not playing. Like, live with it. Do we need to know why he's not playing? He's hurt. <laughs> I think it has a lot to do with how the NFL does things because of betting the gambling side of it well guess what <laughs> the nhl is not the nfl and they're just getting into betting um and i do get that point on it because people are like well i want to know when monahan's back so i can see if my halves are going to win and bet on them well if they're going to cater to the betting then you're just doing it all wrong but uh anyway that again that's just my opinion uh i i hope doc doesn't have anything too serious like i hope it's not a serious health uh health issue uh, but it is weird and it was kind of strange the way they put it out um but i mean if he had like the flu and then they thought he had the flu then all of a sudden he goes to the doctor like oh we got more than the flu like it's not like you can really know that until you see the doctor um I do think I do I do think Montreal needs to look into their medical staff or something because these injuries over the past couple of years is just ridiculous. And maybe, I don't think it well medical like, side maybe I don't think it's the training side though. I don't either. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I don't get this injury luck that they've been having the last two years. It's just incredible. Yeah, incredibly bad. Well, that's what I mean. Like that can't just be luck. Could be, it really could. No. It could also just be that they're taking players out of the games to let them recover for injuries that would normally they play through if the team was any good. Yeah, yeah, I just plausible. some of that, some, some, some of that, not all yeah, of it, you but know. Some. So this guy could be playing like like Jake Evans. He's been out for a while. Yeah, maybe he could have played through the injury. If it was the playoffs or they Caulfield, were going for it. Caulfield did say if they were going for the playoffs or in the playoffs, he'd still be playing. Like that. 
and yeah, they I can all see went, one or twosies. They all went to the concert last night in Montreal, the country concert there, uh, whatever the guy's name is, something red. Anyway, uh, they were all there. No clue. So it's all a big scam. They're all perfectly fine. They just wanted to go to a concert. Doc was there too, so he can't be too goddamn sick. <laughs> well, it could be that he got a strep or or a strap a strep infection or a staph infection on his skin. I've had a staph infection. I've had strep infections. It does manifest as a flu before you notice, you know, where you got a cut on your leg. There's a little bit of a rash afterwards. It usually comes a couple of days later. I can see that as a possibility. Sure. But it, it is, it's fans and the media even were confused by that. Um, yeah. And it's starting to get a little bit old. The Canadians are setting records year after year for most man games lost. Well, when you have one player that's going to be out for all 82 games every year, you're you're already 82 games into man game loss. So just to start right off the bat. Um, but even 64 because they had two. There you go. Uh, but now Byron, no one, no one's actually said Byron would be out for the year, but it's quite obvious he will be. Um and speaking of Byron, there was talk about his contract being moved at the trade deadline. Possibly. Yeah. I don't know how that would work, but sure. That uh, would buy someone some LTIR space. As long as they have the cap space to get him on there first. That's what's my mistake, people. <laughs> Rude at. That was my mistake. I didn't I didn't think of that. I'm I'm not a cap, I'm not a cap guy. <laughs> But his contract in Anaheim and uh, Arizona's hands would allow them to trade Chitrin out without taking on any salary cap and still meet the cap floor. Do you know how good of a team Arizona would have if they had all their LTI guards actually playing? I mean, they'd have Weber, Hosa, Datsuk, uh, Pronger, Pronger, man, Stanley Cup bound. Price should price should go there. Let's just send all the LTR to Arizona. It's already a money laundering team for the NHL anyway. To send them all there, they're going to be at the cap floor anyway. They're like, eh, we'll bring it all. Bring all the LTIR. Yeah, terrible. It's terrible. Arizona is a terrible, terrible. Nothing against the organization, but it just the whole thing about it is just the NHL is just. I don't know what it is. I don't know. They're just we the have... lovable scamps, the Joe Dirts of the NHL. Yeah, yeah, sure. Mullet Arena, Joe Dirt, it fits. Someone in Arizona has dirty, dirty pictures of Batman. <laughs> yeah, he, they got pictures of Batman giving money to charity, being Something. nice to children. Something. He... They have a video of people cheering him. I don't know what it is, but... Uh... Cannot allow that. He cannot yeah, allow any I, of that to get out because people I don't know will think is, he's a but... good person. Mm. Be horrible. Anyway. anyway. Uh, anyhow, that's that's pretty much all I've got for the show. You got anything? Uh, I, I just want to ask you, throw it out here. Who do you think anyone off the roster gets traded at the deadline? Off the roster right now? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think there's going to be one player. That that includes anyone on. that's on LTR, like anyone that's on that's hurt right now. But anyone off the team, 
off Montreal. I think there'll be one. I'm going to go with two. I'm gonna, I, I think uh, Drew and Dadunov both move. I don't think they get much for them, but I think they both move. All right, we'll set the over-under to 1.5. I say one, you say two. And we'll okay. see... Uh, We'll see who wins. The winner gets to have Matt make them dinner. Well, I only live like three hours away, so yeah, we can do that. And he, he's been wanting to get back to the Maritimes for a while, so he can fly out here and make me dinner. Yeah, yeah. He's an excellent cook. Ladies, ladies, Matt Smith can cook. And he's handsome, and he makes good money, and he has a very big ego. For generosity. He can also, yes, he, he <laughs> cleans up after himself too. Yeah. His mother trained him well. And he has a PlayStation 5. So, you know, if you have little ones that want to play PlayStation 5, he got one. Cannot go wrong. Can't go wrong. With what? Matt doesn't need Bumble when he's got us. <laughs> Bumblers. <laughs> the mumblers of the bumblers. <laughs> Uh, All right, so that, anything else? No, nah, I was just making that joke. That's it. Yeah. So uh, for me, I just want to thank everyone for listening. If you're still listening to the show after all the crap that we've just been talking about at the start and now at the end with all the rambling, and if you're still with us, I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for sticking around this long. Um Please, please, please keep sending emails, uh, comments, uh, interacting on social media. Uh, I've gotten a couple of emails about suggestions for people that we should go after for um, guests. And I'm, I've got my feelers out. I've asked. We'll see if we can get any of them. Uh, Simon Salikas, for instance. We, uh, it's my fault. I haven't asked him to be on the show in quite some time. And I've asked. I think he will be on this week at some point. Uh, so we'll see. Lyle Richardson's another one that people have been asking for. And I'm going to ask Lyle if he can come on. So keep sending us those suggestions and comments and keep listening. And remember, if you're talking about it, so are we. You looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness? Then check out the Natural Man podcast. Join me, host Mike C, as we explore all areas of human wellness physical, mental, and emotional. Learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health. Remember, your doctor works for you. Learn biohacks, neurohacks, ways to improve sleep, and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain App, and at naturalmanpodcast.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.